1: welcome to surf stories the podcast brought to you by the florida surf film festival and surfing's evolution and preservation foundation i'm john brooks with me is as always is kevin miller how you doing buddy doing great and yeah excited about this you know we we've been doing this surf film festival now for 10 years Mm -hmm. and we have gotten to meet a wide variety of filmmakers, Mm -hmm. Uh, some that we didn't know anything about, some that were our idols as young men uh, growing up. Um, But what's really, it's really cool to meet filmmakers. Yeah. It's even cooler when you meet somebody and you're like, I just made a friend.
2: Yes, exactly. That's what is blowing me away about this whole thing is the fascination you talk about for us. Who always wondered who these broke ass mofo's behind the camera were, just yeah. filming surf movies? Like, who does that? They're not. Yeah. I mean, with the exception of maybe Taylor, not many people were making dough at doing doing the 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 work of that we benefited from. Yeah, you know. And I always wondered what that life was like. And now, after ten years of running this festival, I have a pretty good idea. But if I had to sum it up. One of the words uh, that I would use is passion. Another would be hard work, you know, phrase-wise. And then uh, the other one is uh, just, like, talent. Like, these guys usually migrate to a career and other filmmaking uh, avenues that are, in fact, economically beneficial to raising a family and living the life you want to live and traveling. But they also keep that surf movie roots in them. And this guy... Darius Leg could not be more, you know, of that vein. Yeah. And, and and walking the line uh between pure unadulterated stoke and uh talent for the sport and also well filmmaking. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I remember
1: when the film got submitted and we saw it and I was I was blown away. I was just like, This might be the best short we've ever shown.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: That's, that's how I felt personally.
2: I felt when I watched it, I was like, what do I have to do to get it in the festival as soon as possible? And that's the equivalent of this may be the best short I've ever seen. I don't want to get people's expectations up too much because I know uh, everybody's opinions are different. Sure, This is a fine, fine short movie with a great message and a great personality. And the animation is just yeah. unreal. It's like... It, all of the elements came together from somebody who really knows how to make a movie and really knows how to put it together and launch it, especially with everything else that he's got coming into this. Well, it was his first time doing animation. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's it what's was. insane. Yeah. You know? I, I, I realize that the podcast will cover a lot of this, so we'll just kind of hit the go button for you. But it is an incredible story of a guy that uh, I was pseudo infatuated with, not like, you know what I mean? Like, just saw him reading books and his story, his background of growing up yeah. on a boat and reading books and uh, no real exposure to the outside world and surfing and, and he rips. Yeah. I mean, what of that, sec- that second wave in uh, Fifth Symphony document? Yeah, so good. Unbelievable. I mean, who pulls that? So good. All right. Well, should we just kick it off? Yeah. Right. Okay. Anything else? We should probably say who he is did I say Darius
1: leg Darius leg <laughs> Darius leg yeah Darius flew out uh from LA and we were so pleased to have him for a few days and show his movie and interview him and uh you can check it all out at stoker machine or
2: no it's dariusleg.com um yeah exactly yeah, d-a-r-i-e-u-s-l-e-g-g.com and if you send them a note that about what gets you stoked They'll send you the movie. Yeah, super cool. Let's do it. All right. Enjoy our chat with Darius.
0: Yeah. Darius or Darius, because your nickname's Dar. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say what my grandpa used to tell everybody: call me whatever you want, just don't call me late for dinner. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, it's it, you could call me Darius or Darius. It doesn't either one is fine. It is. Technically, Darius. Okay, but I I respond to Darius.
1: But Dar's probably an easier nickname to say than Dare.
0: Yeah, uh, God, you and know. And
1: then I, Dare gets really cheesy sounding. And
0: then there's, <laughs> well, you know, growing up in Kona, there was like Dairy Queen. Yeah. Which then devolved <laughs> to Queen. <laughs> Phil Bl- Philly Blunt was was the one that 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 started that one. Is it?
1: You, well, did you ever play Truth or Dar?
0: Truth or Dar? <laughs> Ooh, we should make some cards. That say yeah. That. I like that. the Machine, that. Truth or Dar. Hey, yeah. that comes I'm with that.
2: the children's book, yes. by the way. Yes, yes. yes. that's yes. right. That's the He's game for the adults, that's probably. though.
0: <laughs> for the parents.
2: Yeah. We I got to say, like, Derry is also a great name from the TV show the, Letterkenny. Yeah. Have you ever seen the show no. Letterkenny? Okay. Oh, it's amazing. No. So Matt Warshaw, believe it or not, is the one that turned us all on to that. And amazing. so between John and I, we probably watched every episode twice. Yeah. And it's a comedy on Hulu. Okay. I don't know what network it was on originally, but the setting is a small town in Canada. And the they say it right up front. Uh, Letterkenny has five thousand people. These are their problems. Uh huh. It's like then,
0: Trailer Park Boys.
2: That's yes. hundred yeah. percent similar. Yeah. Similar. Yeah. And it's I love it. Same type hilarious. of humor. <laughs> For sure. Some of the best humor you've ever heard. Yeah. So D- is one of the characters. So if I say Derry, you know. That's probably where <laughs> yeah. it's coming from. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, all good. I'm,
1: I'm down. Okay. Like, uh, They've got the typical Canadian niceties, too. Every, you know, every greeting is... Uh, With an you A. Know, somebody says hello, and they yeah. say, how are you now? Yeah.
0: I'm
2: well, fine. How are you now?
1: Fine. How are you now?
2: Fine. How are you now? <laughs> yeah, there's... We could... Uh, anyway, so we have a special guest here. He flew all the way from Los Angeles this time. Yes. But you are from basically the big island, right? Kona's home. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, just to give our listeners a little bit history, because I thought this was extremely cool. Uh, you know, John and I bonded over the movie fifth symphony document because when you meet somebody that surfs, you typically start this discussion about, Oh, which movie did you like? Oh yeah. I'm a massive momentum fan or a mass and Steele fan, or, you know, this or that. And I think when he or I brought up fifth symphony document, we both were like, Oh yeah, that's the That's where we're at. That's like top three for us. And Chad Campbell's first attempt at a movie with low fi equipment and a real feel for soundtrack and a real feel for angle and shots, uh, won the surfer pole movie of the year award with this symphony document Yeah, of which you were part of the cast, which is incredible.
1: I've even talked about it at the festival various times, um, To me, I I don't think it gets enough credit that it's due because I really feel like it was the first film that branched out from the Taylor Steele genre of punk rock music and quick clips and crappy waves. Not crappy waves, but average waves, you know? The kind of ways you surf every day. It's very relatable. But um, Fifth Symphony branched into the storytelling aspect that then led to shelter and... Um, thicker September than September sessions. Yeah. Thicker than Water. I think thicker than
2: Water might have come out that year, maybe too.
1: Yeah. But to me it was like it was the first film that I saw that wasn't the Taylor Steele formula. Because there was lots of other guys that kinda you know, Josh Palmer did yes. his thing and lots of guys did that kind of same yes. thing. And so yeah, I, I felt it was like a revolutionary film.
0: Absolutely. It's it's like um you see it in a lot of art in music particularly. Someone will make something that no one's seen before. And then that becomes the thing everyone wants to do. And then it's repeated over and over again until someone does something else that yeah. you haven't seen before. Example, Taylor Steele made the Momentum Generation films. No one had seen that before. No one had seen like hyped, throw it in before you go surf and it's going to amp you out and you just go surfing. Yeah. Yeah. So then people started repeating that and repeating that. And then uh, Chad came along and he expressed himself in a way that was not like that. It was just different. And it changed everything. Yeah. Everyone was like, huh, you can do that. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's really, I think that's like, a, that's all art. That's, 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 a, that's one of the coolest things of just being a fan of art in general, as you see that over, over and over, you know? Yeah. yeah. And
2: our our nerdiness doesn't uh, end there. I will point out that <laughs> oh. your segment was one of my favorite <laughs> oh. of that movie. Just having you talk about how you were brought up on a boat mm-hmm. in the Bahamas and, and, you know, you read a lot of books. Still do. Still do. Mm-hmm. And it was really motivating to see somebody who lived like that Chad did a good job capturing, it. obviously, you guys are longtime friends or whatever, but the, uh, yeah. man, we had just such, met, I just wanted people to know yeah. who, which character you were in that movie, so that's why I was sure. explaining to them that you were the guy on the boat. The yeah. On the
0: boat. yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I gotta, we, I mean, I have to say thanks to my dad, because my mm-hmm. dad, like, decided, for all of us, we would live on a boat, and the kids would be homeschooled. Um, I was on it for a few years before my brother came along, but... That was all him. He wanted us to live on the road and on an adventure. And his whole he had this. He's a very romantic guy in the sense that he just has a big vision and then he never thinks, "How am I going to do it?" He just starts and then he does it. Really. And um, that was a huge influence in how my brother and I grew up, and it and it shaped us in a lot of ways and gave us a deep connection to the ocean and. And meeting Chad was actually through Shane Dorian because I was um, I was a little kid on the Big Island and I was at Pine Trees one day with someone who used to take me to the beach all the time. And Shane happened to go by in his truck, and I was like, I knew who he was, and I was like, Oh, there's Shane Dorian. And then my my um, that chap like just was like an auntie taking care of me. You know, her name's Sunny. She's like, You should just go talk to him. He's super cool. And I'm like, oh I was so scared. <laughs> and I went yeah. up to him and I don't know why. But I like I like wrote my phone number on a piece of paper. Yeah. And I ran up to him and I'm like, hey, Shane Dorian, I'm Darius Leg, and I surf and we should uh, we should hang out and we should go surfing. <laughs> I give him my number. Very <laughs>
2: upfront. And that's, I was like epic. I was
0: like four, 13 or fourteen years old.
2: <laughs> that's how you roll. When you, you asked him out on, on a, a
0: date. <laughs> right. In hindsight, <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like, what the heck was I thinking? Um and, but you know, the guy is amazing. He literally called me, I think the next day and was like, let's go surfing. And wow. we went surfing and then we surfed for a couple, a, a while together, like um, over the course of a couple years. And then he was like, Hey, I think you should start, you should call my buddy Chad cause he's making a movie. And I was like trying, I was definitely looking in the direction of pro surf, like just surfing. Like yeah. I thought that was, that was the thing I wanted to do. And Shane was definitely mentoring and and guiding me and and helping me. And he was like, this is, this is like, this would be really cool. You guys should hang out. And so we met and we went and shot at Banyans, I think the first day. And we shot a bunch of times, but that scene in the movie is actually at a bookstore that doesn't exist anymore. And, um, and Chad reads a lot too. So he was really interested that I think like, we, we, we were able to talk about books a lot. Like, we could talk about Dan Millman's, like, The Inner Athlete, or we could just talk about these, like, psych books or personal development books or philosophy, and, and that was, like, a, a really quick um, bonding, so it was easy. Nice. Yeah. And was that terrific. wasn't
1: the norm at the time. Like, nowadays, every kid that wants to be a pro surfer is homeschooled mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. that but mm-hmm. back then that was not no to, to be pulled out of school live on a sailboat like that would have been considered wildly alternative at the time
0: oh it was yeah like people i i remember coming back on land and people like being a, like almost looking at my dad and mom like they were bad parents yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot of condescending Totally, a hundred percent. Finger wagging, yeah, <laughs> but not the. But the real one's
2: new. Yeah, yeah, But The exactly. real one's yeah. new. <laughs> uh, it's it is romantic. It's kind of dreamy to imagine going yeah. and doing that with my kids, and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it's just. Um, you know, it says a lot about your dad making his own ice on the boat, as we were talking about earlier and using it for currency.
1: 100%. Not just making uh, his own ice, made his own ice
2: machine. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah, you for that. His clarifying. own ice machine. Yeah. Yeah. What and about desalinator. The, is
0: yeah, that what it's yeah, called? Yeah. Desalinator. Yeah. Desalinator. Yeah. Yeah. Made
2: his own water, fresh water from seawater in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Okay. That's cool. Which, as you said, that becomes currency on the open ocean.
0: 100%. Especially down in the, in at that time in the late 80s, early 90s, like uh, in the Bahamas, you know. People were psyched if you rolled up and had ice.
2: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you might get a bottle of rum for that.
0: You might get a lot of lobster and grouper for that. Oh yeah, which we always were eating. We were always eating that.
2: Um, Phenomenal.
0: It was amazing. It was such a really, but you when you know I didn't realize what a unique upbringing that was until I got older. Sure, because you you know as a kid you just think that's what everyone's doing. Yeah. This,
1: will, this is what my parents do. This must be what all parents do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: You know, it was really weird to move to Hawaii around nine years old after the boat experience. And I it started, I started to realize that that's not how everyone grows up.
2: Yeah. Well, that's how you get accustomed to, Hey, my name's Darius leg. Here's my phone number. Call me. Let's go surfing to a guy who's of relative fame in that Yeah. market already. Had, had he already come from, uh, in God's hands fame by that point or was he it was probably, right before? Yeah. Right before it right? was
0: right. Because I remember when he was leaving to go shoot all
1: that yeah. stuff. So I say tongue he, in
2: cheek, God, you know, fame, but you know,
1: he would have been at the height of his, oh, very yeah. near the height of his career. That, I mean, it's, it's peaking, hard because peaking his, his peak is more like a, <laughs> his right. peak is more like a plateau. <laughs> yeah. It's, just, he went straight up and then he stayed up for a long time. He yeah. wasn't, he wasn't up and down.
2: I got a good Shane Dorian story. Oh. About, okay. No, no, go ahead. So, uh, I was in Hawaii with John. He was at Bragg Institute doing this big wave risk assessment course. And I'm sitting, um, well, I'm I'm at the park at Pipe, and I grab my camera, and I walk down in front of Kelly's house, and uh, I'm just kind of looking back, and Jackson is doing backwards and side flips off the roof into the pool. And that's gnarly. And I got a really good shot of Jackson doing that. and uh, It was was pretty cool, but, like, whatever. So Jackson paddles out, actually, and Shane came down and sat – next to me, about three feet away. I mean, it's a big beach, but I think he was... I think Jackson may have been surfing poops. I'm not sure. But it was like, really you know, just off to the right of uh, Pipe and um, I started talking to him a little bit, but I was literally frozen with cortisol stress. <laughs> like, didn't know what to say because it was the man. Like, I, I have so much you know, respect and adoration for his, for his career, his big wave surfing, and all that. I, I don't really remember what I said, but I was one of the few times. I mean, I, I do get starstruck a little bit, but I can handle myself now more that I've had this festival going for a while. But it was—I was really now you're numb to stars. Lo- yeah, yeah, like yourself, <laughs> right? Yeah. You're
0: just numb to it. We're, we're best buds, you know. <laughs> yeah.
2: <all> right, you <laughs> know right, so. But like, it, it was so. It was. I felt. I've never felt so darn starstruck in my life and uh, I felt really w- I, it was really awkward when I got up and laughed and walked <laughs> away all right uh, I'll see you later uh, check out the Florida Surf Film Festival you know, <laughs> that's like, hysterical. Ter- turns yeah. out you should have just written your number and yeah you I know a piece of <laughs> paper and and the asked dark technique <laughs> that's why I wanted to present the contrast between your technique and mine it's oh, incredible uh, that's you know
0: it. I, on the plane ride over here I was listening to the podcast you guys you guys did with Chad. And I remember you guys were asking him that uh, about Eddie Vedder. Yeah, uh, I have a funny, uh, and I and I can save this for the end. But I have a funny Eddie Vedder story. Maybe I'll save it for the end. Yeah, let's we'll save,
2: yeah, save it for the end. Fair enough. Uh, did you go to King Island with those guys?
0: I didn't. Okay. Um, but I went to New Zealand with Andy. Okay. His partner on the film. Yeah. Who's also an incredible filmmaker, Andy Carlson.
2: Um, wow. All
0: right. I really so as I was filming with those guys they were cutting the film in andy's parents like house or like a ohana house and i would go i didn't drive or i barely drove so i always got rides everywhere with these guys and so it'd be like okay we're filming and then it's like okay you're stuck with me so you're coming back to when we go cut Mm. so i'd come back and i and this is like the first time i saw how the sausage was made Mm. i was like oh this is possible like you can do this because growing up on the boat, I my best friends were books and comic books and my drawings, yeah. Wow. Uh, those were my like, that's who I hung out with, yeah. And movies blew my mind. I remember the very first movie I saw was Last of the Mohegans, and nice. it blew mm. my mind. I, I just couldn't believe that this is possible. I just it was like, how is this, the screen opening up a portal to the Something so much more. There's time. There's space. There's sound. Because I was coming from the world of books, right? So I didn't.
2: Mm. How it just old were you? Shocking. Ten. No, like seven. Seven. Yeah. So that's when I saw Star Wars when it came out in the movie theater. Yeah. Amazing. It blew my mind, like you're describing. Right? Yeah. I hadn't been into books that much, but I definitely had never. Nothing left a mark. Uh, on me like quite like the first movie experience like you're describing
0: you know how like when people talk about doing like psychedelic drugs like yeah. for their first time yeah they describe like this very very it's, it's like a similar experience that's that's how it was it was like I went from books which were awesome but then it's like I got dosed up <laughs> by going to the theater yeah you know and my uncle that took me to see last of the Mohegans was not supposed to because it was rated <laughs> R and there's <laughs> sure. lots of blood um But so these guys are cutting their film. And I'd always been such an into narrative person. I was always into stories, whether they were oral or written or visual. Love stories. And watching these guys cut the film, I'm like, okay, it's not impossible. Yeah. You can do this. Yeah. And so I was annoying. They threw a VHS tape at me. It was lock stock and two smoking barrels. I went I went and watched it in the corner. No, I went home. They gave me a ride home. I took it home. And actually, my job was to return it, and I remember getting a very serious tone, Chad. Like, brah, you better return that bra. <laughs> this
2: <laughs> I'm is Guy, not, guy. Like, I'm not,
0: I'm not going to get a late fee because you, you didn't return it. And <laughs> like, I, I'm like getting a responsibility yeah. and rewind it too. <laughs> right. This
2: is, this is, guy, is blockbuster. That's by a though. good point. Uh, <laughs> guy Ritchie's first real well-known movie. I yeah, think, right? it is. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and that blew my mind. And then I was like, "Wow!" So, like in my mind, I'm thinking these guys are making like lock stock <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: because I don't
0: know anything. I'm just like the, I'm thinking it's gonna have these flashy cuts and freeze frames and yeah. crazy things. It did have the kind of music though, like it had the score, you know. Yeah. And and it Definitely. was and it had its own charm and feel to it. But Andy was mostly the editor on that, and and uh, yeah, I learned so much from the both of those guys. And then that really was the ignition in my mind of like, okay, well. Do I love surfing or do I love filmmaking?
2: Wow. It caused mm. a real
0: split, like a real definitive split.
2: I can the, tell. Fork in the road. <laughs> I can tell. And I, I can feel you in that room there watching this go down. Like if you were doing like a narrative version of your life, mm-hmm. that would be one of those like Steven Spielberg moments when he watches, you know, the the match get blown out in Lawrence of Arabia or something like that. You know?
0: Right. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's a great film. My goodness. Who are you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So then you have that experience. You're at this point, you're star, you're starring in a film, in a surf film. And but you're while it's getting made, you're kind of figure you're deciding whether you want to maybe star in surf films or make them.
0: Wow. I mean, it was such an accident to be in it. So I was not confident that this was like sustainable. Right. I was like, well, I know Shane and I know Chad. Right. I grew up here. And a part of me was like, is like I, all of it, is like you know, a dream. You look down and then you fall. Yeah, you can fly and fly and fly, but then you look down and fall. To me, I was like, oh, this is this is really amazing, and and of course I had all these aspirations, but at the same time I was like, hmm. I mean, this isn't like I, well, I, I, I'm, I, and I'm roommates at the time with Ian Walsh. Who's like blowing up? Yeah, Uh, and and that was like you know at the time for me for the Darius at that time it was hard for me to be happy and stoked for my friend I was more like Eggy and like well what am I doing with my life because he's clearly figured out this is like it just seems so natural for Ian to go we were we we still are good friends but we were like really really good bestest of friends living at this guy um, he was the Billabong manager at the time Rick Akinetti at Sunset Point. Gosh, we used to terrorize that guy so much <laughs> and he took such good care of us. We were yeah. just grums, but like Ian was so natural at um, talking to to people and and um n- not that I couldn't talk to people, but like he just knew he it was so uh, evident from my point of view like we went to the Volcom house and the guys loved him and it was just easy. He just rolled with everything and and knew what to say and when to say it, whether he meant to or not. It was just, he was natural. Mm. And he was really talented in the water, obviously. Sure. Um, he In that era of time, he looked a lot like Andy Irons. Like yeah. his style was very similar. He has the same kind of really radical top turn, especially in bigger waves. Still has that turn, but he's still like one of my favorite surfers. But um, And I'm talking about Andy too, but I'm talking about Ian. Like yeah. um, So watching Ian kind of start to blow up, I was like, hmm man, like, I don't know if I can hang. <laughs> well, let's keep in mind you that know.
2: Chad was a server at the chart house and said, yeah, I'm going to make a fucking serve movie. And then so good. Yeah. That's what he does. So like that transition for you, you're just watching him going, yeah. well, you don't have anything to lose. Yeah. And, uh, but you do want to pick a career. You can devote something of your, you know, best years to, it's gotta be intimidating. i I was much more of the mindset, I need to pay the bills, I need to raise a family, I need to have all these ducks in a row before I proceed to, like, any kind of fun. And, you know, totally opposite, I think, than, than somebody with your artistic inclination.
0: It's interesting you're saying that, because, like, when I look back on it now, I'm like, hmm... Like uh, there was I think of things in chapters. So it's like there was the surfing chapter yeah. of my life, and then there was the filmmaking chapter of my life. And it's funny, it wasn't until Stoker Machine <laughs> that and there's big gaps here. So like we're talking about like surfing chapter was you know, eleven to nineteen, and then filmmaking chapter nineteen to currently. I just turned forty. But the whatever however many years, fifteen years of filmmaking, uh I kind of Entered it with the mindset of like uh, looking for a means to an end instead of just like looking for a way to express myself, if that makes sense. So I, I was actually inverted in my head. It, 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 it may look that way, like like from the outside hearing the story like, oh, he this kid like knew what he wanted and he went for it. But, but I wasn't looking at it like, oh, I should. This is like surfing is a way to express yourself out in the water. And just the way you are so and so is filmmaking it's the exact same thing you are expressing yourself in a medium But at the time that young darius was like so goal oriented and so like and get to get to the um find the Ends to a mean that when I got to the end Right, like so in surfing I got to a point where I was in a movie. Yeah had sponsors And I was still very unhappy Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then Filmmaking, got to Hollywood. Before I got to Hollywood, I made an indie film, then went to Hollywood, made a bunch of um, award-winning stuff for studios in Hollywood, and still was unhappy. Okay. <laughs> and then <laughs> the pandemic hit, and I realized, oh, it's me. I'm the problem. <laughs> well, <laughs> <good>. and um, <laughs> And then that's the birth of Stoker Machine, because I was like, okay, I'm going to try this all over again, a total do-over. I'm going to combine the things I love, filmmaking, surfing, and drawing, and, um, and I'm not going to put any expectations on myself. It's, I'm making this for an audience of one, and it's purely to express—it's it's a love letter to surfing, but I really, to something you said earlier, um, I really wanted it to feel like you're—how I feel or how we all feel— going to the beach. One of the boys is telling a story and you're listening. Mm -hmm. I wanted to capture that. And I didn't see that in the films that I was watching anyway, like in surfing and surf documentaries, they all were, they didn't go at it in a way where it was like as raw as it could be. Like you're at the beach, you hear the sound of the ocean and the guy's talking and telling you the story. And then I, I knew I had this element, this like ace up my sleeve that I could like, I could, okay, I don't have, archival footage of the shit he's going to be talking about but i might be able to draw it you know Mm -hmm. i I could maybe draw it like and i just kind of like spent three years of my life like going through many challenges to get that done
2: i just i like that that you know the way you describe the uh the peaks career-wise versus the peaks emotionally and what turns it around for you and Mm. it seems like uh that's what drove your dad onto a boat probably for eight years is he yeah. probably had some of the same thing, you know, hundred percent. And you get to the point where you're like, okay, if I don't make a change now, I'm going to be unhappy and it's going to reflect in my work and it's going to reflect in the relationships I have and, and good for you. Uh, the scary thing for guys like me who are conservative about, you know, house payments and all that stuff or whatever it may be that the, uh, that you've sort of set up in your mind is this weird definition of success is is just being able to meet those goals and what's what's cool about you is like you've never hurt for a meal probably because you've got the the bases covered you know i'm going to make enough money to do this and then i'm going to take it and redirect over here and then redirect redirect and just but the economics of life have always been this overpowering thing for me and i've always felt like this artistic side of me uh, wanted to come out, whether it's writing screenplays or fiction at some point in my life, which I tried a little bit with no discipline. Amazing. Couldn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> occasionally I turn out a, a, a sweet couple of paragraphs, as John would might uh, agree. Uh, I'm going to call it bullshit. He's been published four or five times in the surface journal. Like oh, Incredible. a man's a wonderful writer. C- congrats. Oh, I was not fishing it's for that, but thank you, John. I yeah. appreciate it. I, I kind of was, but I want to really.
0: say something about something you just said, yeah. like, um, that I think a lot of, uh, I, we kind of talked about it at lunch earlier. Um, yeah. art and commerce. Yeah. So you were saying like, you've exactly. thought about the economic model and like, how, right. So I think there's a little bit, and this is just my personal opinion. So anyone listening to this, like take it with a grain of salt, hmm. but like, there's just this, um, a, there's kind of like, a. well, I'll just come around and say it like there's better ways to make money than making art. Yeah. Like, yeah. and art is the exploration of an idea. Commerce is guessing what people might like and making something from that place. Mm-hmm. And it's not like one is better than the other. They're, they're all good. Both are good. But you, one it helps to be conscientious that there's a difference and to know the difference and i think a lot of times with some of these like um success stories quote unquote and the way they're marketed and sold it's like you everyone just assumes i'm supposed to make money doing what i love and i think that's kind of a misstep like it's amazing if it works out yeah. it's incredible blessing if it works out and and obviously that's the aim everyone may like that's a good aim to have,
2: but it's unrealistic. It's not pragmatic necessarily with well, all cases. Right?
0: Actually, I don't know if it's unrealistic or not, but it just hurts the art. Mm-hmm. Right. If your goal is to express yourself, right. There's no shame in working at Trader Joe's and then coming home at night and expressing yourself the way you would like.
2: Or merchant marining across. What
0: exactly? Yeah. Like yeah. like th- this is a dignified life. Like that's a dign. You can that's a dignified life. So. The idea that like, oh, I've like if I don't support my lifestyle through my art, that's putting, you're going to make shitty art because you're going to put so much pressure right, yeah. on a thing that, for, first of all, for this stuff to even happen, again, my personal opinion, we're more like antennas than anything. Mm. And for the antenna to be picking up the creativity in the room or or, or what's going on in the cosmos and universe, like you can't have pressure or negativity around the The conditions have to be such that it's like glassy and perfect waves and you can just tread, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it cannot be choppy. It cannot have horns blowing and people lording over your shoulder and telling you what kind of turn to do and when to do it. Yeah, uh, It doesn't, that's not going to make anyone do their best. Uh,
2: yeah. I, I just love the way you've summed all that up because it uh, is a, Precarious balance. Anybody listening who's con- contemplating the the life of this to support that uh, should feel better about themselves after hearing that. At least you know, yeah, I do. Because there's this reality of like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna honorably uh, make a living over here and express myself over there. So that's cool. And a lot of surf sort of filmmakers have had to do that. We we get them in here all the time. Where, um, yeah, they might have to shoot hundred foot wave, but eventually they're gonna make their money on the side like mikey corker is kind of a great example that he's making his own surf movies at the same time yeah Yeah. have you seen that movie uncharted waters
1: no No, it's safe
2: savage water sorry savage waters yeah savage waters what
1: a cool i love the word savage
2: (laughs) it's great it's It's
1: good for everything it's rad too because it documents a family that is doing very much with their children what your parents did with you they live they've lived on a boat they've lived on a and they, they did a, like an RV, drove through Mexico for like two years. This is a
0: docu-series?
1: It's a documentary. Documentary.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna have to check that out. It's on outside. Uh, you guys are giving me so much like, um, homework. Oh yeah,
2: I know. Well, <laughs> I'm so getting cool. some from you too. Yeah. So it's on outside TV right now oh, okay. until November.
0: Those guys are rad. They, um, they showed a thing with my buddy Cliff on his reef mapping project. Oh, cool. With Mega Labs. Have you guys talked to him at all? No. Oh, I should link you. You guys would love him. He's amazing. He's mapping three D mapping reefs.
2: Yes. Oh, unreal. I want to talk to him. He's yes. amazing. Cool. Yes. Cliff sure. Capono. He's
0: a, He's a, he's from the Big Island too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. Like uh, that sounds like an amazing documentary.
1: It's fantastic. <laughs> Mikey's from uh, Devon, England, wow. and uh, he's one of the lead cinematographers on Hundred Foot Wave series at HBO. Oh my goodness. So he's you know he does this commercial work and then he's, and then he make gets mm-hmm. to make the movie that he wants to make. Yeah. But he's, like you said, he's living in two worlds, yes. um, making a, a good living so that he can do what he's passionate about.
0: Yeah. And it, it's like, I think, that, I mean, I, I, my eyes, there's nothing wrong. I mean, it's almost like to not see that that's reality is not seeing reality. Like it's, it's yeah. awesome. If it works out, don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. Mm-hmm. In
1: some ways too, it's difficult because if you, if it does work out that way, sometimes those lines get blurred Mm-hmm. And, and it becomes difficult to separate work from passion, mm. and then that can muddy the waters a bit sometimes. I mean, yeah,
2: exactly. We got David mm-hmm. Carson showing up tonight, famous graphic designer, uh, did Atlantic Center for the Arts logo even. And, mm-hmm. I mean, shoot, the champ might show up tomorrow night. And so we're, <laughs> we're talking about guys who definitely have fought that battle. Like, do, do I really like surfing as much as I'm supposed to? Right. And every turn that I'm supposed to make and every... And, all of the all all of the best people in their field have had that struggle, yeah. I would imagine. It's true.
0: And I think no matter what you're doing, whether it's art or the job, the whatever it is, it's like how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah. So if you're getting sick Great. of work, you have to find ways to make it interesting. Yeah. It's your job to do that. It's not you can't put that on the boss or the the actual work. You definitely can't put that on the art.
2: Well, that's how this festival yeah. got started, right? Yeah, amazing. We got you know, had to make it interesting. Yes. As a CPA, what do you do if you love surfing and surf movies? Right. <laughs> you know? And and it's
0: like um, you know, imagine being a musician who's playing on stage the same like David like uh, maybe the Rolling Stones or somebody, but like like you play the same songs for forty years, mm-hmm. you're gonna get bored, right? But th- the ones that really keep I think longevity are the ones that really find ways. To make it interesting for them, yes, not for the yeah. audience, but for them.
2: Yeah, you know Paul McCartney's writing new songs every couple of weeks or something. And oh, the guys don't probably, even get me started on the Beatles. Oh, man. really? <laughs> I got a daughter fan. named Eleanor and a son named Jude. So,
0: <laughs> I just take this coffee yeah. and pour it on my head. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> like,
0: like wow, that's just amazing. Yeah, no, I think I think greatest band of all time.
2: Yeah. My opinion. Yeah, f- amazing. Did you love the Peter Jackson three parter on uh yes. yeah, on, on Disney Plus? Unbelievable. Yes.
0: Unreal. Um, huge fan of the other one too. Uh the it wasn't the whole band, it was um I think it was just Paul and Rick Rubin. Did you see that on Showtime?
2: I can't wait, but I'm, i have not. I'm gonna watch they're it they're just
0: in a studio and like they the way they shot it is fascinating. They had the crew dress in all black and then duvetined out um Duvetine is like black drapery. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so like that they, the talent couldn't see the cameras the whole time. Wow. So hmm. they forgot the illusion was, you know, they mean, they, they didn't break the illusion for, the, for cool. them, right? which is always, I feel like when you're creating anything, you know, even like with Chad on Stoker machine, it's was like really important for me to be far away from him at all times. So I shot it with a longer lens because I just, I feel like as soon as the talent or anybody involved knows that you're recording, it, it just changes the vibe. Yeah. It just, you can't help it. It's just the way it is. But the trick as a filmmaker, well, this is just my way of doing it, but it's like be is, oh, I love it. B is like, um, is natural. Like, don't even tell them it's recording.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do
0: you know what I mean? Like just, and if there's crew, make sure everyone's on that same page before you go to set or go wherever. Like this is actually going to be like very fly on the wall. And if, I, Like don't fuck it up.
2: <laughs> I hope McCartney and Reuben were in uh, flowing white robes on white oh, couches
0: and barefoot. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Yep. Barefoot with uh, prayer beads. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Reuben. No, yeah. no, no. Of course not. Uh, no, that's no, funny.
2: Man. I need to watch it.
0: I think you'd love it.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: Nice. So I do want to circle back a little yeah. bit. We've talked about it a little. Um, your movie Stoker Machine. Yes. Um, we're going to be showing it at the Florida Surf Film Festival on Saturday night. And it's the culmination of, I believe you said, three years yeah. uh, to put it together. Mm-hmm. And you shot it, you edited it, directed it, mm-hmm. um, ended up scoring it. And animating. And it. animating it. Yeah.
2: Um, Just a, a heads up to the fans. We're here on June 15th, about to show it on June 17th of yes. 2023. So if you're listening to this, it's probably already screened. Yes. And, uh, but yeah. Oh, you, you should, know what you could do? Yeah, let's talk about that.
0: You could go to dot All right. All right. Sign up for my newsletter and tell me what makes you stoked. I'll send you the movie. Oh,
1: hell yeah. That's unbelievable.
0: I'm collecting uh, I'm collecting this compilation of what makes people stoked. It's been incredible since I've been sharing that invitation with people. Yeah. I've been getting like flooded with what makes people stoked. And I'm collecting them all for this uh, children's book I'm putting together where some of the characters from the film, when you watch the film, you'll, you'll see Uncle Wally and Auntie Mai. They're like two local characters. Uh, and they will, it'll be a children's book based on like all the people in their town and what makes them stoked. And it's comprised of what people have been giving me. Amazing. Um, and I just think that's like, that's been the coolest spinoff from the film is like oh, spreading yeah. Stoke. Yeah. And you know, thank you, Randall rostoker for being alive. You know, he's such a, ran- a he that's is cool. the epitome of Stoke. Like yeah, he's just the most pumped guy, but so is Chad. They're very simpatico in that way. You know. Put
2: them in the same room and watch everything blow up. Wow. I, I did, and yeah. it did. It did. Okay. <laughs>
0: and that's not in the movie. Okay, yeah, yeah.
2: That's pretty fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know, I think there's also a juvenile fiction version of this. Mm-hmm. You know, the seventh grade years, I taught seventh grade one year, they're, they're the hardest. Mm-hmm. And uh, you lose focus a little bit during those years about who you are. I mean, a children's book would be fantastic, too, mm-hmm. But, like, how cool would it be to have um, uh, some sort of incarnation with the juvenile fiction, which, like, young adult? Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's like, you know, I'm taking it step by step, but I, I see this going well beyond. Like, Stoker Machine, the animated surf documentary, is a stepping stone to all the things you're talking about. Like, it's so much more than a film because the thing that's really important to me is that, like, people aren't coming to just buy a movie ticket or a book or a piece of art. It's like, you care because you know the art is spreading. It's a a mirror. It's a reflection of people's joy. It's Stoke, literally, with a capital S, which, for me, starts on the inside. And... And I, I think that in a time like now where so much of the world looks like doom and gloom and it just seems like we're headed like off the rails, I just think the antidote to that is stoke. And it's like if yeah. up until this point in my career, I was making other people's films that made them stoked. Yes. So it's like I've decided my purpose on earth and from here until I die is to is spread st- my stoke and the stoke that people share with me through film and art
2: wonderful hmm. you're going to find yourself in front of a ted talk audience real quick if you keep it uh, up. yeah
0: well hey if, if that helps bring more of a light and less and more of it if, that, if that's the antidote to the to the negative vibes being spun in the world right yeah. now um i think that's good that's that is useful good. it's I useful i need it's a useful. book
2: of darius morning meditations <laughs> I, or like we could meditate <laughs> tomorrow morning book. if you'd like yeah i, I
0: do meditate every morning I kind of get that.
2: I I swear to God, I was like, "This seems like a guy who's actually doing the maintenance (laughs) and and paying, you know, paying the... You
0: want to hear a funny story about my dad on that one? Yeah. So my parents got divorced when I was 15. It was awful. But my dad in all his wisdom... (laughs) drove us to some hippie commune on the east side of the Big Island to learn Transcendental Meditation. Oh, no way. <laughs> he never meditated in his life.
1: He oh. just thought it would be a good coping like, mechanism absolutely. to deal with a divorce? Yeah, he's like, wow. well, I
0: can't do therapy, but I think I know Auntie and so-and-so are doing TM. That might keep the boys on track. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we went, and and I, and I my brother and I learned it, and my dad did too. I was the only one that I, that, that, that I just kept doing it. Um, Great, right. and and it's always it's just it saved my life, and it's been a major part of my life. Uh, I, I never anticipated that, but it was definitely useful. It's just a tool. Yeah, yeah. it's a strong tool. You got to like change
1: the oil if you want the motor to keep working. That's right,
0: especially when you're running a fucking V8. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I got a Porsche up here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like things yeah. fast, and and <laughs> it can go, it can get squirrely quick. You know.
3: free that's linkedinjobs.com slash surf to post your job for free terms and conditions apply
2: i think uh stoker machine translates nicely to an app Mm. where we have meditation Mm. children's book or something it'd be kind of fun share your stoke
0: if anyone has ideas please help me make it better help me make it better because that's the idea um is to grow it and to make it the best it can be. Yeah. Um to spread that. And and I love that it's rooted in something we all love which is surfing. You know, it's like genuinely from the surfers, you know, like it's not yeah. Yeah. it's not like um a bunch of tech guys that decided surfing was cool and then jumped in. Yeah. And and Um, Because
1: they could make money off of it.
0: Sure, or whatever. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with making money, but it's just just genuine. This feels like, it's like cool that Chad and Randall are like, there are so many guys like them in the world. Mm -hmm. And it was so important when we were making it together that it felt like you were with one of the boys. Like, it was so important that that never, we never lost our way in that.
2: I got that from the trailer. (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah, it was really good. Seeing... Yeah. Yeah. How about how reminder about, to the how fans? About? Chad Campbell, episode three of Florida. Is Surf. it three or four? I think it's maybe four. You. I, mean, might I, I
0: listened to it on the way over here. You're,
2: if you hold on, I think it's a four. Point. Is it? Yeah, because you you Paladino was three maybe. Hold yeah. On, anyway, I it. wanted to make sure that we got uh, the fans uh, a note to go back and listen to. Chad Campbell's podcast about the so making good. of fifth symphony. So document. good.
0: Yep. It's so good. might
2: be five. Who knows? They. So yeah, it, it was nice to hear his story behind it. And now and this is a great little bookend. Yeah. It I, looks like episode. I don't know if it's. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's back there. Yeah. Right oh, the epi-
0: season one, episode four. There Very we go. Good. Okay. Making fifth symphony document, Chad Campbell. Amazing. Nice. Dirt bagging it is how a server. (laughs) So good. Dirt bagging. That's such a Chad word.
1: Yeah. Uh, Oh,
2: my God. You're doof bagging it. So you were saying, John.
1: I was saying, um, how cool would it be if you had, if the app was, like, interactive? Yes. And people could, you could just log on and, like, uh, share your, your, so what makes you stoked with other people?
0: That would be incredible. And then they could,
1: I mean, just almost like a, like, like a good news app. You ever seen that where it's like they only report good stuff, you know? Yes.
0: And the thing, you know, what's interesting? Yeah, I, I'm positive news. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think what's interesting about that is there's room to incentivize it, right? Like yeah. you gamify it. Yeah. Because game, like everything in life, is a game to sure. some degree.
2: A free T-shirt to this week's uh, best Stoke. You know, piece
0: a piece like. of art. It can be. Yeah. It can be. It can be a million things, and right. that I think um, is what people want. I don't, I mean, I don't know, but I would imagine if I'm imagining and I got a good imagination, like I think people want to care about something more than they just want another merchandise and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, They want to care. They want to know that it's going somewhere. I think
1: for for me it would be the the reward wouldn't be necessarily like a thing. It would just be like logging onto an app and opening it up and and reading a little blurb about what made somebody stoked and then that that would make me stoked.
0: Oh, absolutely. Right. Just, me just too.
1: Participating in someone
0: else's joy. Yes. Like, you know, it's, and that's the power of cinema. It's like, um, outside of the text chat box that would be in the app. Yeah. It'd be amazing if like Stoker machine as a series could scale. Like you could do series like volumes of them. Of because there's a lot of Chads in the world, and there's a lot yeah. of Chads who aren't just surfers. There's guys who make fa. There's women who make um, fish hooks. There's there's all types of people doing all types of rad stuff.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like all right, so I want to r- help write the business plan. <laughs> okay. what, what's the TV show Shark Shark Week? No, it's like the one oh, where Shark they, Tank Shark Tank. Yeah, so you, oh,
1: pitch, you your ideas? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I
2: totally see uh, Darius going. Look. I don't know if you guys shark are going to like this. Yeah, I'm going to Shark Tank this Marky, for you real quick. Marky, come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have the best app to bring people from they're gonna be zero like, to hero. They're
0: going to be like, so um, what's the annual revenue on this? I'm like, brah, what? <laughs> Dude, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> Smiles. Yeah, I'm like, smiles. obviously people stoke is the revenue, Marky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, my name's Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a K <laughs> um,
2: Come on, QB. Yeah. yeah, come on. QB. Cubano. Q- come on. Q- I love it. I, I feel like uh, it could be a nonprofit organization, actually. Possibly. And, possibly. Yeah, I don't Maybe I think you want an exit strategy though. So I,
0: I just would love to <laughs> Here spend I, <laughs> I would I would love to spend all my time translating, because that's what for me artists nice. are yeah. is a translator. Um, between the ethereal and imaginative to tangible product. Right, so it can be, it can be a design, it can be a graphic, it can be a film, it can be a book, it can be a music, it can be a lot of things, but it's like I love being that translator. Um, so to collect that joy and spread it through the mediums is is the thing. You know, that's the thing. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. You,
2: you know yeah. what? With that kind of language, David Lee Scales would say you could start a cult and bang a lot of rungs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Have you tried the rum punch?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious, man. I'm ready to follow you to the end of the earth right now. That's so funny. No, that's pretty funny. It's
0: cool. It's just, it's just a lot of, it's just a lot of fun. And I think like fun is what the world needs. I think we all should be having fun doing what we love. And, and, um, you know, the ocean is such an incredible place to be taught Uh, by life. Absolutely. I, I think it's a great metaphor for life. Um, You can't, if you act stupid, you get smashed, Yeah, (laughs) you know, um, you can't just paddle out to the peak and, and cut, which I used to do by the way, (laughs) sorry, Maz Quinn (laughs) (laughs) called me out for it, but it's true. I was, I was, I was definitely like I I I just didn't have the awareness. I didn't know what I was doing, but as a grom, I was like, I kind of, I remember one time I was surfing with Shane. We were alone at, uh, surfing. surfing, just me and him on the sick wave, um, it was just me and him, and I, like, paddled around him, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, I, know. I love
1: to do that to Kevin.
0: Um, and, I,
2: and then I drop right in on yeah. you, yeah. don't I?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then you just burn him.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I fucking burn him every time I get, <laughs> every chance I get. Yeah. He gets too many waves. Oh, my God. Hey, so let me just tell you that yeah. my uh, temperature, I've been stressed all week, this okay. residency and stuff, and... It really came down when I came in this room to talk to you, even at lunch a little bit, I was still a little bit stressed, but like, this is maybe the first time in 10 days where I'm just relaxed. And, uh, amazing. I think you have that effect on a lot of people, oh, your movie does too.
3: Amazing.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, um, making stuff like that movies and stuff. It's like, uh, I, I heard for all say something that I, I like, I was like, oh, that's a, that's a good piece of, that's a good tidbit. It's like, um, he was saying how like when he's in an elevator, he'll hear a song and the song will be random and it gives him a feeling. And then when he gets back to the studio, it's like back engineering the feeling Mm -hmm. to Mm. get to it. Oh, that's cool. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so uh, there was kind of a similar approach with Stoker machine. It was like, okay, how do we capture the vibe? We know, we all, we all know the vibe is surfers, like going to the beach, post up for a little bit, talk story. Someone says something crazy. You were saying it earlier. You're talking specifically about that. You're, like, yeah, you know, sharing the story. That's what this podcast is. Yep. Right. So, you guys are doing it. Well, that's, that's <laughs> it's true.
2: <like laughs> I think we try to back into what we felt when we were young at the Cinema Draft House watching surf movies, and that's that's wow. what we're trying to back into, sort of. Yeah. For,
1: from the festival standpoint, definitely trying to trying to get back to that feeling um, that you had when you first started surfing when you were a kid, and it was just it was like the first as you described the first time you saw a movie just like somebody opened a portal into this different world Mm -hmm. and you got to step through and be a part of it and uh and then yeah with the podcast um just when you're hanging with your buddies and one of them just got back from some crazy trip and he's telling stories about you know what they did and maybe didn't do and don't want to admit and just those amazing stories and they just vanish into the ether and so our our hope was to just record some of those and um, and that's a beautiful segue into uh, you sharing some stories with us. Ah, so as yeah. we as we said, the name of the podcast is Surf Stories, and yeah. I will say uh, briefly, we can't wait to share your translation of Stoke and Joy tomorrow oh. or on Saturday night with our audience, and have you there. That's so important. I feel like as a filmmaker to. Watch the audience, watch your film. Yes. Um, Yes. So we're very much looking forward to that. But yeah, you Honored
0: to be here, and thank you for having
1: me. Sure. We we almost
2: got Chad here, too. I know. He had to Um, go to Tavi and be a boatman, unfortunately. I mean,
0: he had to go surf good waves. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so you've you've lived
1: a um, very non-conventional life, Mm -hmm. growing up on a boat and uh, working in film and and that sort of thing. And I know you've got some good stories, so-
0: Uh, I'll tell one, uh, I, well, there's one that, that, that comes to mind. Um, it's, it's, I don't know. So it was, um, it was, uh, Shane's, Shane Dorian's bachelor party. It was his closest friends. We were longboarding Waikiki and we got done longboarding and it was mellow. It was just, just, just really mellow and got done longboarding. We came into Duke's to have dinner and big long table. They had made reservations and whatever. Brad Gerlach was there. And um, I remember sitting down at the table next to a guy I didn't recognize. Because, you know, it's like I recognize everyone at the table except this guy. And I think he might have had his girlfriend with him. And I'm sitting down, you know, it's like long dinner. So I'm chatting all night with him. Having a great conversation, by the way, like talking about, uh, you know, because at the time it's like I wasn't having many um, conversations about art. So the guy I'm sitting next to, I'm like, wow, okay. Like I this I'm I I'm just very excited. I'm young. I don't know anything. I still don't know anything. But like <laughs> I was like, this guy seems to have a vibe. Yeah. And so we get towards the end of the night and I'm like, so like, what do you do, bro? Like, are you are you look, where are you from? Like any like, I got a band. I'm just like a musician. Sick, yeah. cool. Didn't go beyond that. <laughs> um got back, I got to ride back up to the North Shore with Brad Gerlach and and a couple other people, um, and he's like, "Oh, how is that convo with Eddie? <laughs> and I'm like, who? <laughs> he's like, Eddie Vedder. You're sitting next to him. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, like, uh, I had no idea. Just, I knew who Pearl Jam you was. Holy I, sh- I just had no idea. Did you wow. watch a
2: lot of TV when in the 90s?
0: Yeah, but, but not... Sort not sporadically it was only MTV yeah so I saw like the Red Hot Chili Peppers Under the Bridge video Beavis and Butthead Aeon yeah. Flux the animations and for sure but but like I barely remember Pearl Jam like I mean it just wasn't a big part of my How old you? music I'm 40 now
2: yeah that makes a lot more sense now okay I, and I get it I was
0: listening to different music I was listening to like Marilyn Manson at no, the dude, time dude you
2: were 10 years old when when, <laughs> when know, Nirvana prime, and Pearl yeah. Jam came out and so I totally get that yeah all right, yeah. so, holy shit. It's funny, huh? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Talk about, did yeah. you Did you immediately
1: replay the conversation in your head and be like, did I say anything stupid? No,
0: <laughs> I was just, because I was so, like, um, a kid still, you know? Yeah. yeah. I was like, I, I think I was 18 or 17. I don't know how old. I was in that range, and I just was like... It still didn't starstruck me until like way, like way, way later when yeah. I really realized the like gravitas of Pearl Jam and the culture and stuff. So
2: yeah, yeah, we strip it away though. It's kind of like guy talking to another guy. <laughs> totally, and that's all it was. That was probably so refreshing for him.
1: Yeah, probably because he's like this guy doesn't know who I am. Sweet, we can actually talk. <laughs> right, you know. Yeah.
0: Well, that, you know that's interesting. Yeah, that's how it should be. Yeah, yeah this, oh. we're, all, we're all it, just people, but it often isn't <laughs> exactly. for yeah. those guys.
1: Yes. You know, absolutely. Um, absolutely. It is. You know, we've we've been we've had the pleasure of hanging out a little bit with Kelly, played golf a few times. And yeah, um, yeah there's definitely there's a a barrier there that has to be there. Yes. And um, until they realize, like, OK, you don't want anything from me. It's just you yeah. literally just want to chat and hang out. And, yeah. Because that, that's got to be a hard way to live life like those guys have absolutely.
0: to live. It's an exploded life. Like exploded in the sense that like every interaction possibly could be someone wanting something right. from you. And most of the times is. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, is, it, I mean, is that any different from our lives?
2: Yeah. I think it is. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. I do. I think it's, I mean, depending on what level you're talking about. Yeah. but
0: Yeah, uh, you're right. It's exponential with
2: them. Yeah. Like even yeah. my friend, uh, right. Rob, made the Blair Witch Project. I mean, oh no if, way if people yeah if that's he, great if he actually
0: that was such a great film
2: has a normal person doesn't know what he's who he's talking to you know he, he's not a mover and a shaker or anything like that. i mean he whatever he sets his mind to he does incredibly well but the idea is that i think if if you're standing there and you're like a neophyte in the movie making business you're like what can this guy do for me yes i don't know i think it's a difference between yeah you know Absolutely. I know that uh, friends even have a little bit of commerce sometimes between yeah. them as it relates to the commerce of friendship, which is kind of odd to say because right. no gift should come with an attachment. No. And no uh, act of kindness should come with any requisite. Yeah. Uh, expectations. Yeah. They're expectations, a killer, man. But yeah, they're, <laughs> they're it's just unfortunately the <laughs> yeah. way this shit plays out in, on this earth yeah. is that I bet those folks. Oh my goodness. Have, Could you imagine? Yeah. yeah. No. I, yeah. It, it should be the way you and Eddie talked that night.
0: I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Uh, I'd be very curious. And and maybe it's not, maybe there's no answer too. That's fine. How, from starting this film festival, how, into now, how has your relationship to surfing changed, if at all?
2: Oh, cool question. Um,
0: I'll let you go first.
2: Okay. I would say I care a lot less about looking cool or being cool. Amazing. And, uh, I might've been a lot more insecure before I started this festival and it, over the course of 10 years now, Mm -hmm. I truly can say, I don't really care what people think of me. I do do my thing. Yeah. And you know, I want to keep my wife and kids happy and focus on those guys and, uh, yeah, it's been probably a lot less about insecurity and posturing,
0: Amazing. Um,
2: than it is right now, and and so that's I think as it relates to surfing too. Being in the water, I don't care if I'm at the peak at the inlet and I fucking eat it. You know, I just I know I like surfing. Yeah, and when I find the right, you know, that's so that's kind you're of you're not right.
0: trying to prove anything.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Yeah, that's kind of how it's changed since. The, which is weird that the festival could have that effect on me because I really do feel. Like a lot of it was, uh, being able to exercise my passion hobby, whatever you call it in, in a way that's benefited the community and, uh, also shine the light on my own issues. And it's kind of helped me, you know,
0: it's amazing what can happen when we work on things bigger than ourselves.
2: How much do I owe you for that session? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just tell me how, what makes you stoked, I'll send you the film. Go to No, I'm just kidding. What about you? Like So,
1: what, for yeah. me, um I started surfing at a very young age, um and I had the idea of wanting to be a pro surfer at a very young age. Um competed in like ESA and that sort of thing and um competed against Kelly when I was really young, like 10 or 11 and stuff same. like that and uh never never beat him um but then I graduated high school I moved to California specifically to to start competing on the Bud Tour and I, I did go to college at the same time but um I college was just a four year distraction till I could really do what I wanted to do which was be a pro surfer um and then I spent the better part of another 8 years after college like really trying so hard to be a pro surfer and doing it in the most selfish way that you could possibly imagine. Um, only looking at surfing from the standpoint of what it can bring me, how can it further my career, how can it get me um, farther up that ladder to my goal of professionalism and world tour and that sort of thing. And uh, failed pretty miserably at it, um, had a great time. Uh, had a lot of fun, got to go travel a lot of places around the world, and um, but yeah, was not successful as a competitive surfer. And I think what I've learned through the festival the most over the last 10 years is that um, I get so much more joy out of sharing surfing and the stoke of surfing with other people. And uh, I, I really do feel like if I could have had maybe more of that mindset early on, I, I might have been more successful. I certainly would have been happier because um, I can remember if I think back to that 10 or 12 year period of trying so hard, I was not happy. Um, I became at, at different times became disenchanted with surfing because I felt like surfing was letting me down because I was like, I can't try any harder. And it's not happening. Right. So right. what the fuck? Yeah. You know, like surfing must be the problem, not me. Right. <laughs> Turns out I'm the problem. <laughs> um, yeah, I just was super selfish about it. And only, you know, selfish in the water. Kevin's not lying. I catch way too many waves. Yeah. Still struggle with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just being at the festival and Kevin and I have had these moments. We talked about it earlier at lunch where the the, the theater is packed there's no empty seats. There's people sitting on the floor. There's people lining the walls down the side. There's this beautiful piece of art on the screen that's like moving. The music is thumping and the, you can feel the energy in the crowd and you can feel how stoked everybody is. Mm-hmm. And those are the moments when Kevin and I like look at each other and high five and we're like, fuck yeah, man, this is this is just unreal amazing more so than we ever do in the water like actually surfing and catching waves it was like wow like this just communal feeling that we uh, have been able to like not that we're creating it but we just facilitated it Um, we
2: backed into what we felt when i was in the theater watching atlanta crossings by paul pruitt who's going to be here on saturday night yeah and uh matt keckley and rich rudolph and and the boys are in the back of the room i'm in awe Oh, God, I just, you know, I feel that right now. And, um, you know, I want to say, like, what was your favorite movie that we've shown? If you had to pick one screening of one movie where it was just lit that night all up. I mean, when we showed John John John's movie done.
0: Wow. Yeah.
2: He's uh,
1: it's a slow mo section of him at Chopes. Yeah. And the, the music is is um it's not even really typical traditional what you'd call like surf movie music i think it's a rap song yeah it's
2: a it's a really good uh rap song yeah and it and
1: it's just those guys are so good and and the, the music is the the bass is hitting and the visual on the screen is just it's a portal to another world that you just don't even think exists john john's in there so casual yeah so calm and you just feel everybody in the room feels the way you feel mm. and you can sense it. And, That's powerful, man. And and Kevin and I remember like looked over at each other and just were like,
0: yeah, this is nuts. That's- like this is
1: nuts that, that, we're, that we pulled this off. To, like, this to, is crazy. To Amazing. that
2: date, it was our peak yeah. in my opinion. And, and I'll answer my own question too. And I think the Momentum Generation documentary that we worked A year and a half.
0: The the one one that was on HBO? Yeah. Wow. So they had already signed
2: HBO uh, up for um, distribution. Incredible. And uh, we were the, I think, only one before it aired on HBO to get a screening. Oh, how cool is that? It was like, there might have been one more Paloma or something. I think there was. That's so, such
0: a great movie. Yeah,
2: yeah I, I and, but the whole we were in the amphitheater for that one. Oh my god. Mike Zimbalist was there. He came. Yeah, wow. Like it was phenomenal. It was yeah. sort of one of one of the greatest for me. Just and the fact that Taylor's here now well, doing this know, residency program. The is, thing
0: that hit me in the face when I got here was aside from the humidity <laughs> <Yeah>. was <laughs> <laughs> no, just and I've said this, but it's like you guys care. You really can tell you care. And I and I I can't emphasize that enough that it, like it, it, it exudes from the, the whole experience being here. And uh, that's that's amazing because people should care about what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like care more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, And Thank you guys you. are doing it. And, and it's obvious uh, when you have like Taylor Steele cruising here, like obviously you're doing like I'm sure he sees how much you care.
2: I feel yeah. bad for him and the number of emails he got from me to get this to work. <laughs> I, I know like, I have a couple clients that feel the same way. And yeah. They're like, Jesus dude, I'm going to send you a screenshot of how many emails I got from you. Yeah. Well, anyway. there's
1: a full circle of that moment yeah. too. And, and um, I'll, I'll talk about it now because this is going to come out after this weekend. But um, part of the reason that Taylor is here and the reason we wanted him here for this, this is our 10th anniversary year, but, the first film that we ever showed was this time tomorrow by Taylor Steele. <laughs> and that's why we're showing it tomorrow night. Um, just as a, as a full circle, Beautiful. homage. To, so cool. You know, Mm-hmm. What a, what a cool bookend. Absolutely. Not, not, th- not that this is the end, but just
0: no. It's a it's a it's a closing of a decade. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, but then to to show it, I mean, I, I'm I'm certain that Kevin probably never imagined that when we showed it for the second time that Taylor'd be here. he would have been here for the week,
0: right? Could teaching, you imagine teaching other filmmakers, you know, how to how to do what he does? Like going back to ten years ago of yourselves and saying, hey, in ten years that this is going to be happening no
1: way i wouldn't have believed you yeah
2: i wouldn't have believed this is so true it's so cool (laughs) i really yeah it's been it's been a long road when we worked hard um and uh well i guess these guys like darius who flew all the way from la you know believe the uh the idea is worthy absolutely it's it's the greatest compliment when guys like you show up to our fans i'm
0: excited to see what you guys do next no, like thanks. I'm really excited to see what happens next. It's
2: called Stoker Machine, the app. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're going to work on it. Let's, yeah. let's go. We're partnering.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's spread the stoke worldwide. All nice. nice.
2: What, hey, we got another story. Any there? other
0: story you want to share? Um. Uh, it's not surf related, but no, it's right. it's oceanic related. Related. Yes. Um, I was seven. We were crossing the Gulf Stream with my dad on the boat. And it was really stormy, and I'm sharing this story because I remember it was the first time like I realized what death was.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: Mm. Um, we were coming from Bimini over, and you guys know it has a super strong. River, oh yeah, I've right? done
2: that sail. Yeah.
0: yeah, and so we were in some really bad weather. My mom was really in bad shape. Like she didn't she didn't feel. We were like green watering, so it's like duck diving waves basically yeah, with wow. the boat, and my mom was in bad shape and she was taking care of my brother in the back who was really like a toddler and crying and scared. And I was in the galley. Well, well the galley is adjacent to the helm because it's a, it was a motor sailor. So it was like the, the helms inside. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting on the um, counter, everything I'm sliding left, sliding right back and forth. Like, and I'm eating Lay's potato chips and, and having a Pepsi.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. As you do. Yeah. That's so cool. Uh, when death is near. <laughs>
0: my dad's like got a smile on his face and cool as a cucumber. And eight to 12 foot seas. I I, I I, can't confidently say, but I would imagine if we were taken on water with a 42 foot motor sailor that was duck diving. Yeah. yeah probably. Yeah. At least 10 ish. Yeah. And we had um, our sails out. So the jib was out. Um, I think we had, uh, what do they call that? Um, when the wind comes off, like. The, like just off the aft it's like a a, a a reach i think they call that a reach in sailing when the wind comes off just off the just off of your tail and it's like the, the optimized position
2: following reach or something like something that, like that you know, if
0: yeah. it's an optimal sailing okay for the wind um so we had this jib out pulled in tight and i remember there was a snap and we had what was the jib block was like you know Six inches by six inches, just sturdy brass <laughs> and wood, yeah. teak yeah. wood, because the boat was made of all of teak, everything in it, and wow. um, snaps and just starts dragon whipping into the hull. Oh. And there's all these window panes on the top of the motor sailor, right? Yeah. So My dad's like, "Oh, I got I like, I got to go out there." And it's it was just, it all happened so fast. He was like, "Grab the wheel, point it at this heading, keep it on this heading." Um, I d- he didn't have a he didn't have any like clips or anything to keep him clipped in. He's oh. like I'm going to run out there but you just keep it headed. He's like if I go in the drink, go to channel 16. I can't remember what channel it was, but it was a channel. He said just say mayday, mayday. You look at the GPS and you tell He's like telling me all this like boom boom boom. Yeah. And I was just like You're seven. Yeah. And I don't remember feeling scared. I remember like it was a video game. I remember it feeling more like, oh, I just do this and this and this. And that's how we get to it, and whatever it means. So we go, we go. My dad goes out there, um, holds on, grabs that thing, almost gets hit by that thing, a couple times. Finally, gets lashes it down. We drop the jib. Uh, the jib takes in all this water as we go over a couple of waves because it's basically just a giant parachute. Yeah. <laughs> and these poor guys out there pulling it all in himself, and. He comes in fine and there's been massive radio chatter the whole time that I'm like clocking it like, you know, and he comes in. He's like, okay, we're, we're good. We're good. I'm like, cool, cool. Dad, there's someone on the radio trying to call us. Their name is Mayday. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there was a boat like just off of us, like a quarter mile that was like in real bad shape and the Coast Guard was like flying out to pick them up. Oh my God. Um, so we got out fine. But but my dad, after that, like explained the severity of the situation to me and it hit me like after the fact, like, oh, dad could have died, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it was really weird. But that was very big impression for me about the power of the ocean and, and my respect for it was really, I think like it started there because I was like, yeah. oh, damn this thing can like take you when it wants
2: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) well that's traumatic
0: yeah it's gnarly
2: i'm thinking about my kids you know at that age and how they would have felt if they were in in that position and yeah wow deep breath man gnarly yeah um no wonder you're so uh into spreading stoke and uh yeah i'm joking but yeah it's like wonderful uh story though because yeah everybody who does dream about this idea of getting on the boat and homeschooling their kids is at some point going to be faced with a really pretty gnarly situation in mother nature, I would think.
0: And that's healthy, you know, as long as it's no one dies. I mean, it's right. It's, it's, um, well, what, who am I to say what's healthy? But I do think challenges being on an adventure. Yes. Any kind of adventure could be a road trip. Like, it could be walking to the post office like yeah uh if anyone does that anymore but like you can there's just challenges and challenges are really like that's what that's everything mm-hmm. it's like how you face them how you deal with them how you what you learn from them blah 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 like yeah um and so being on a boat it's just hyper real it's like it's, it's just like hyper it's every moment there's something because the because the wow. engine ended up breaking on that trip and we were stuck in palm beach yeah. Palm Beach West Palm Beach West Palm Beach yep. Yeah we were stuck there For like a month Wow Because we were waiting For a part For the diesel engine And We were running out of money The manager That was managing The building My parents owned Like was ripping them off And mm. It was gnarly Like we needed to get back And it was like There was legalities Going I was just There was There was Shit hitting the fan Wow um, And we were just stuck there Couldn't do anything There's no internet uh, Right You know yeah, it's just it's just like those little. There's all sort, and then you know, imagine being parents. Exactly right. Like I mean, I kn- my parents. They there was definitely some scuffles, not violent, but like you know, just being irritated. Oh sure. yeah. You know, no like you could feel the someone was vibing someone. Well, whole
1: hey. family living in the same room, basically. Oh yeah.
2: I'm about to do a six yeah. week road trip with a six and nine year old, so uh, amazing. They're going to get a fair share of. Uh, what scribings you v- call it? Vibings. Verbal scuffle might be. Yeah. We're going to do our best. Uh, and I'm sure we're going to have a briefcase with us that has two combinations on it. Yeah. One, I will know. The other, she will know. And inside are the divorce papers. Amazing. <laughs> <I'm joking>. Amazing.
0: <laughs> that's a, You know, that's the coolest thing about those things. It's like if, if you start out on the foot of curiosity, right. it goes a long way. Yeah, Like if everyone can just stay curious on exactly. the adventure and not... Pretend to know the answers to everything, right? Um, whatever the situation is, if that can be like an agreed upon pact at the start, right? It, it does go a long way, you know.
2: Oh man, the curiosity thing is the best, isn't it? That's, yeah, it's, it's it's driven me a lot of cool places, Same. and yeah, can't, It's a super can't power. Say good things about following that thread, you know, for anybody. It's healthy,
0: a hundred percent, because like it's like if you know something, if you think you know something especially with art and making films or, or I'd imagine I'll just stick to that. But like, it's like, it's, if you think, you know, it can only be as good as you can think it.
2: Yeah. Mm. <laughs>
0: but the whole point of making art is to make something you can't imagine.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I mean, you can only imagine so much of it and have so much of a vision. It's, it's like funny when you hear some, some, um, some artists speak, it's like sometimes some of them speak, which to me sounds a little more truthful, which is, I didn't know what I was doing. Right. And we found it. Exactly. And then you hear others say, I knew exactly what it was going to be. Right. But it's like, I don't know. How How could you know? Like, you have to unturn so many stones. Yeah. It's like impossible to know. Yeah. like
2: uh, Yeah. They're both, both of them are valid. I yeah. think, you know, because I'm sure somebody out there has yes. written down a map for a movie. Yes. Like, I'm going to plot it this way. I'm going to have the character be this. Yes. And it really works out for them and then there's probably some just as good movies probably better that where they didn't know where they were going when they started out the the novel or the absolutely i think they both exist coexist 100 you know
0: totally two different approaches right um i i yeah i think i think for me personally the latter Mm -hmm. with the plan it just seems so limiting yeah because all of a sudden you've put boundaries on it and boundaries can be great to get stuff done sure like a deadline sure but in that discovery process it's like uh
2: it's the more attractive route
0: i mean you gotta turn every stone yeah i mean like i was saying earlier with you guys it's like lost third of the drawings tried 3d animation for the film wow did a lot of work on that like six months of learning curves and learning um unreal engine which is a gaming software and 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 some code (laughs) and like really having to learn that stuff And then only to find out that's not the the film didn't want that. Okay. You know, like, like the film didn't want to be that. And I was glad I was paying enough attention to realize that. And it's like, okay, it's, it's it's more hand drawings. Like that's what it wants to be. Okay. When just committed and said, F it going, despite losing hundreds of drawings, like going back to (laughs) like drawing this from scratch, like, and and then it was good too because I ended up figuring out the designs and stuff because animation's incredibly difficult and I'd never done that before like either it's, it was a wow. it was a learn on the go type of thing. Um,
2: you did a great job. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks, I'm a man. fan. I got one last well, question. Yeah, go ahead. On the boat, what did you eat regularly that you never want to see again for as long as you live?
0: Okay, I have an answer to that. But I've changed since. The, oh, really? It's 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 really opened up. Okay. But corned beef, ha- like canned corned beef, hash. <laughs> <laughs> the, the canned ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember my dad. Oh, we were, dude, he got so mad at me. Poor guy's like working so hard, like, and it's just me and him on the boat. We took the boat up to uh, Mystic, a place called Mystic, in the North of Maine, I think. And well, is it or is it Pennsylvania? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. remember
2: Mystic River. Like um, the movie?
0: He, no, it was a place where they. It was a place where they did really good uh, dry docking. Okay, because we had to do something to the bottom of the boat. Okay, and my mom was. I think I don't know why she wasn't there, but it was like uh, father and son first trip alone. Okay, and
2: was Boston is where that movie was like. Oh, Mystic, maybe Mr. it Mr. felt Curry like was, it was up there. I bet you. I bet this is the same Mystic. Gotta be right. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So he pulls out what you know, just canned food. Yeah. And I'm eating it and he's like, I'm like, this tastes like shoe leather. <laughs> I just like, what?
2: Oh, really? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Like, what? <laughs> this is food. <laughs> so I i just despised that. Yeah. Now I like it. I love corned beef fashion now, especially so do homemade, like homemade ones.
2: My I like it really well done. Yeah. crispy, crispy. with an egg on it.
0: Kettle butter. Oh God.
2: Kettle <laughs> butter. Nice. Gains. All right. Fair enough. You're allowed to change your mind on that one easily. I get well, it though. As you were talking before about um,
1: you know, kind of the process and our not, not being able to imagine mm-hmm. like what's possible. Mm-hmm. Um I can't imagine how fun it's gonna be on Saturday night. I can't wait when we show the film. And um yeah, we're just we're we're so stoked that you were willing to make the trip out fly out here on a red eye, horrible red-eye flight and uh, okay. hang out with us for a few days and uh, and show your work and present your work to our audience. That's something that's so meaningful to us is when the filmmaker comes out to uh, present. And again, it shows that you care about sure. what you're doing. You made this film and you're willing to fly out here and see the reaction, see the response. And uh, so just want to thank you for coming out and we appreciate you sitting down with us and having um, a
2: chat. I'm totally a fan of Darius leg right now. You, oh. you've really reset. Like I had no idea what to expect. And uh, yeah. Are you available for that six week road trip? You want to cruise? With? Yeah. <laughs> when is it? I know, right. Just, when is it? You could just hang out, you know, come on to the road trip. I think thank we'll be better off for it. Thank Darius you will be so leading much. morning
1: meditation this morning. Family. Yeah, exactly. Happy,
0: happy to. <laughs> um, thank you so much for this opportunity and to be out here spreading stoke and stoker machine and, uh, it's a real honor and privilege, man. Like it really is. Like, like, I, I just don't know what to say other than thank you, and I'm grateful. And uh, so I hope it. to do to do as many as we can together.
2: Simpatico, you know, awesome. Go, awesome. Yeah. Thank
1: you. Yeah, DariusLeg.com.
0: Yes, DariusLeg.com. Uh, share,
1: share your stoke and uh, get a free copy of the film. That's right, and maybe some free art. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Like the, I've is, never yeah. heard of that from a filmmaker. That's amazing. So yeah. Yeah. Well done.
0: Thank you guys.
1: Keep All it, up. Whew, Keep whew. it up. I saw another one. What? Nardar. Nardar. That's good too. <laughs>
2: Episode 52 in the books. Yeah. We're halfway there to 100. What a guy. Yeah, I can't say enough good things about him. Uh, We do not pay short filmmakers to fly to Florida. We can't generally afford it. And uh, he came anyway. Yeah, he
1: came on his own dime. He was just so stoked to to present his film. And yeah, it's amazing. And the guy is uh, quite accomplished, uh, filmmaker in like the commercial world he's made a feature film and he's been nominated
2: for an Emmy and dude he did that whole podcast right there on like one hour of sleep on Spirit Airlines yeah I mean he's such a stud I can't wait to go surfing with that guy how f- how fun is it gonna be to surf with that guy I mean we did surf with him sort of so, I mean not really he came to the condo after you guys had uh you you went back but I mean it was, it was tiny, and he's yeah. having a ball. Yeah. Like, every other little wave that came in, he was on trying to make it work, even though it was, like, f- a foot. Yeah, so, if that. <laughs> dude, it, it was so fun just uh, hanging out with Darius, and getting to know him better. And like you said, I feel like we have a new friend. And, uh, wow, this whole thing, what a blessing. Feel really lucky. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, thank you, Darius and uh Darius. Dairy. Darius, it's dairy. Nardar. Yeah, Nardar. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. And uh, we can't wait to see you again soon, hopefully. And in the meantime, uh, can't wait to drink some of the Morning Morningstoke coffee that's coming down. Absolutely. I will be a, a massive customer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. Okay. We'll get that at the fire department. That's Hawaiian roasted, right? And grown. Um, Big Island.
1: No, no, I think, or no, well, I can't remember. I think it's wine. I'll have to ask him.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought the guy was in Dana Point, but I'm not sure. Fair enough. Maybe they roast it on the mainland, but they grow it in Hawaii. I, oh. did, I did ask him that question. I think they grow it in Hawaii. Gotcha. Yeah. Perfect. All right, man. Well, uh, any sponsors you want to
1: thank? Yeah, yeah. Um, ACA, that beautiful venue we get to do the festival at. Uh, Monster Energy is our presenting sponsor. Globe Rourke. Dragon Sunglasses. Yeti. Sun Yeti. Sunbum. Sun Josh out. Wagner, the
2: lawyer dude. Yeah, go out and support Captain Lou's. Uh, yeah. Health, a, pet, a health food store for your pet in New Smyrna Beach. Yeah, it's amazing. New sponsor. They're a new sponsor that came on. And also Dr. Matt Smith. Dr. Matt Smith is a new sponsor. He's a chiropractor in Port Orange and uh, been at the Festival of wire, Won one of the uh, silent auction items to Pavonis that year. Yep. Scored.
1: Absolutely. Scored.
2: Yeah. So, uh all right, well, and, let's
1: And also one more, I just want to say big thanks to Clancy's Cantina for providing such good
2: food all these years. They've been here since day one. Yeah, Liam and Kevin and Matt and uh, Margaret, they've all been massive supporters of uh, what we're trying to do. Just can't thank them enough. So if you're in the mood for some mexican food do yeah. not hesitate
1: cold cold beer and, and uh, wash it down with a persimmon hollow beer there you go <laughs>
2: that's our beer sponsor so absolutely we, the list goes on it can't happen without them because uh, ticket prices would be too expensive all right thank you everybody we uh we hope to get w- one little you out of john before we go here can we get one You. do it again that was kind of, yeah that's the best one. sometimes you need a few